0: Well, Big D back with another Masters uh, episode. Before I bring in tonight's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. already posted one video, another couple on the way. Also, check out the uh, Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, uh, joining us this evening, uh, Fantasy Labs and Action Network, golf writer Matt Vicenzi. Matt, uh, Are you going to set the record for most golf podcasts in one week?
1: I am. And I think most golf articles and all these things. But you know, when you asked me, I knew I had to come on because, and I know you talked about this with Tom last night, you guys both had JT, but the last time or the only time I was on your show, I picked Cameron Smith. I talked about the mullet winning the Claret Jug and that's what happened. So I need some, I've been a little bit of a cold streak, so I need to get that uh, positive momentum going. So I'm back.
0: Well, I mean well, I mean, we'll talk about Cam Smith and the L V guys in a little bit, but uh speaking of uh, you know, Augusta is the one major course a year, uh, Masters is the one major course that's playing at the same venue every year. Is Augusta does Augusta feel like I mean, I in many ways I almost compare Augusta with like Wimbledon with its tradition. Is that how you see it?
1: Yeah, I do. It's a, it's, it's prestigious course. And I think a lot of was made today of like the pairings that came out with the live guys kind of being hidden and they're not putting any common pairings. And for me, the reason is because of what you just said, the, the course, the event is so prestigious. There's nothing that can be above that. So I think what they're trying to do is deflect from all the potential drama there is and just letting the golf course do the talking.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, if, if I think people are there to see good stories, if, if people want to see Roy McIlroy win the Grand Slam, they want to see Tiger, whether he's on one leg, a half leg, or whatever leg he is, win win a major. They want to see you know John Rom win a major. Or if you're an LIV guy, you potentially want to see Dustin Johnson win a second Masters, Brooks Koepka win a major, your guy Cameron Smith win a major, or uh, the potentially- oh, Jason Day. Oh hell, Jason Day! I mean,
1: that'd be a story.
0: Yeah, especially with uh, what happened last year. Because I mean, I didn't think Jason Day would be this great, and now he's what 22 to one now, right? Yeah. Although, be honest, quite. I, I'm trying to get a better number for the PGA, but um, I think he's going to be in the teens there.
1: I got I got a sixty five at the Masters and a fifty at the PGA.
0: Ooh, I like the way I, 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 I like. <laughs> you should you should have bet Fitzpatrick at the uh, U.S. Open because you were what a two iron from there last year, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I should have. That was that was a mistake. And we talked about the um how he how he won the amateur there. That was a, that was a mistake.
0: Mm, yeah. Who your one and done pick there last year?
1: At the U.S. Open, I think it was. I think it was on DJ.
0: I was I was Roy, yeah, coming off the Canadian Open. I forgot that you don't win the week before the U.S. Open and then win the U.S. Open.
1: That's right. It's a grind.
0: Okay, so obviously at Augusta tradition is everywhere, but there have been some big changes. Uh, Last year, the 11th and 15th holes will lengthen, and this year the Famous Paul Five Thirteen Zalea is uh longer and tougher than ever. It is now five hundred and forty-five yards. So, how will the Paul Five Thirteen play factor into uh this weekend's tournament?
1: It's gonna be a big factor. You know, typically you see ten through twelve is a, the toughest stretch on the course, and then you get to thirteen, which is a reprieve. It's the easiest hole in the course. It usually plays at like a four point four stroke average that's going to change this year. It's going to, it's going to be much tougher. Um, you know, I think Brooks and a couple of guys Reed went there a couple of weeks ago to play a, a practice round. And they said that everybody laid up. Um, and they said, when it comes to the, the event, everyone's going to lay up, especially because if you're taking three or four iron into the 13th azalea green, and you know, long is dead, then you cannot come in with a low, a, a club that's going to come in low. Um, so most people, most guys are saying, if you're coming in with five iron or, or more, then you cannot go for that green in two.
0: Yeah, because guess what? If it's a normal Augusta, that ball is just going to bounce off the green, and then you're dead meat.
1: Yep, and then you're going downhill to the looking at Rays Creek, and you're in trouble.
0: Then you sleep. But then you, you're not sleeping with the fishes. You're swimming with the fishes.
1: Yep, you might be stepping on one with your socks off.
0: But um. I almost think because of the weather, the 13th hole is not going to matter quite as much as it would because guys aren't going to be able to hit the ball 370 anyway because Augusta's already seen a couple of finishes of the rain. There's potential of more rain coming. So I'm not not sure it would factor in. I think it's going to be a 3 out hole anyway. The, one, the two changes it will make, one, there won't be many, if any, Eagles. But because guys won't be going for the green quite as much, there won't be so many sevens or eights.
1: Right, it's going to be mostly pars. And but you look at people kind of the, the reason they did it was to make it harder. But they also made it maybe unintentionally less exciting because it's either going to be a four or five or where's the six? So instead of between a three and a seven or a three and an eight, now you're looking at between a four and a six.
0: Is it is it good or bad that the thirteenth hole is not is not a true birdie hole anymore and it's basically and it's basically now I wouldn't say a three-shot hole but more than likely a three-shot hole now
1: I think you're fair it's fair to say it's a three-shot hole and I think first gut reaction is it's a negative it's a bad thing but I guess we'll see how it plays out
0: I mean if yeah you met you remember the one year Zach Johnson won and he didn't go at at any of the pole fives
1: didn't go for anything. one thing i will say it could be good say sunday a guy's three or four back and they feel like they got to make something happen so they try to pull something spectacular going for that thing in two. and two then then maybe and it's a little soft then maybe we see it some fireworks
0: i mean if you can bomb a drive out 340 and get a six iron in there I yeah think it's... yeah so obvious. Obviously, the big three in golf right now, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy. We know Scotty Scheffler, defending champ and all, but the history of defending champions at Augusta is not great. John Rahm has done everything but win the green jacket. But yet, Roy McIlroy, to me, is always a question. When will Roy win the green jacket? It's like, I'm sure he's been asked this question a 1,065 times. Is it is Roy McIlroy's problem with Augusta meant more mental than any course in the world?
1: Absolutely, it is, um, and I I kind of think he might never win a green jacket because you can tell it's so far in his head. Like he was talking a month ago about checking out Augusta, checking out the changes, looking at his driver length and see if he can adjust it um, by you know a half an inch to see if that might help with how he could play Augusta. it, he, it just owned so much real estate in his head that I think it's gonna be a barrier that he may never be able to get past.
0: And maybe that one time when he uh, went into the Sunday four shot league and, and then absolutely uh the hit it on the hit it on the skids. I mean some guys may have that mental barrier where they just they can play well for one day or two days, but not for four days. And it seems like with Roy. There's always one round and it's almost always the first the first, where, yeah. he, where he and where you've got to get the course, And instead of getting a 65, Roy gets a 73 and puts himself behind the eight ball.
1: Yeah. And it's like a lot of times people were saying at all majors, not even just the masters, that if he starts really well in round one, then all of a sudden that's when you're going to see him starting to to win these things. But we saw him do that at St. Andrews and he started off really hot and then he got caught. So I think he's thinking now it's like, man, what do I have to do to get to win one of these things after eight years?
0: Nine nine years because it's nine, the, yeah. the 14 right. PGA at uh, Valhalla, right? Yep. When he beat when he when he beat the night, he beat the darkness.
1: Yeah, the purple share. That was that was an awesome one. That was the one when you thought he
0: was gonna win ten. Yeah, and be the second coming of type of film, maybe. Yep. So uh, obviously uh the live golf has become a big story in golf and it's a big story because the uh, everybody says well the live golfers don't play golf, they just c- collect paychecks, checks from whatever of organization. But um uh, it seems like I mean there's a kind of a I don't know what to say a mix because I mean obviously Brooks kept go Live Orlando last week, but what do you think about the live golfers heading to Augusta? Like, do you think live golf? Do you think one of the live golfers could put on the green jacket and shut up all the PGA lifers?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. And I'm one of the few people, like, I'm Switzerland on this. And I think um, there's very few people who are. It's either you're pro live or you're completely anti live. And I've always been somewhere in the middle. Um, Do I think it's it's the best test playing live? three events going to the masters no do i think it's the same as a uh hit and giggle um exhibition no i think it's somewhere in between i think you could see some of these guys challenge probably not there is one player and he's gonna be one of my three picks to win um he's the longest odds of the th- of the three do you want do you want that now or do you want me to wait
0: we'll, we'll wait to the bets but give me a but uh i want to hint
1: I think someone, a live player can win, but I don't think it's DJ or Cam because I think Cam's hurt. We talked about that. I know you talked about that with Tom. I think there's just something off with him. Um, and I think DJ is just not, he hasn't had enough competitive reps yet. I think he just is not in the, in peak form. I think he can play well. I, can't, I don't think he can win without his A game.
0: Although if it's more wedge fest, we know what DJ can do with the wedge. It's always going to come down to uh, the old man putter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think he's not... Like, if this was last year when he was winning live events, I think that's fine enough in terms of form to win. I just think he's not really contending in live events right now, and I don't see how he can not contend in live event and come and win the Masters.
0: I mean, I do I think a live golfer can win? Yes, but I think they need the right circumstance. I, I really love Cam, Cam Smith if he were healthy, but I don't think he's right because all of a sudden, like, his... Like his number went from like 20, 2200 to plus 3,500. And I'm like, what the? And
1: I'm it like, He was, was 16 a month ago. Oof. Yeah.
0: I'm like, I'm like, what happened? But yeah. maybe, maybe that wrist injury is an issue. Obviously, we know what DJ did that went in in 2020. I mean, Brooks, I think I saw Brooks last night at like plus 3,500 after he won live on land. or now he's what, 40, wait, 45 or plus 5,000?
1: Yeah, and then you look at him a month ago, he was 80, 4, 85.
0: Plus 4,000, uh, Joaquin Neiman's 55, plus 50, 500, and, uh, he, and he was actually one of my picks last year, the well.
1: The market does not think a live guy can win.
0: Neither, neither does the DFS market necessarily.
1: No, besides Smith is highly priced. but
0: So um, who is hot and who is not heading into Augusta?
1: In terms of form, um, the top three guys are hot. You might argue that Rom isn't completely hot because he's kind of been tailing off a bit. But here that sickness um, that he... That he had at the players. He was playing pretty well before that. He said in his interview today that he felt at the top of his game, he was two under the first round of the players. Um, He said today that he, he felt as good as he's felt right before that. And now he's back to feeling that way. So I think he's going to be com- completely fine. Um Who else is hot? Scott, he's going to be, he's tough to beat. It is what it is, but repeat, but uh, you know, defending champs don't do too well here. So I'm hoping we can dodge him, but it's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, especially because seemingly Scotty the w- defends or almost defends. Look what he did at uh, Waste Management when he defended and almost defended Bayhill and the match play.
1: Yeah, he is. He's unbelievable right now. Um, he's doing more than I thought he could do. Uh, you know, speed's coming in relatively hot considering what he's done. Guys who aren't hot coming in. I guess JT is kind of on the down. Uh, you know, going the opposite way. What the, down.
0: Heck is, what the heck is wrong with JT? Because since the US Open, like he'll have one good round and then hit the skits the, the rest of the week. Like, I don't think he's healthy.
1: I don't need, I, you know what, for me, and I, it's just hard to speculate on this, and I don't want to say anything that isn't true, but I, it seems like there's almost something going on with him, maybe in his personal life or something going on. I don't know if it's physical or, or mental or what, but I, it just seems like something is off.
0: Didn't he get married
1: in the offseason? He did. So maybe that, you know, that has an impact on guys sometimes too.
0: Unfortunately, I think my guy, Will Zalatulas, would be in the knot because uh, I have no idea where he went.
1: His putting stroke is bizarre. Uh, I don't think he's healthy. Supposedly he lost some weight last week, seven pounds.
0: How could he lose weight? He's 115 pounds, (laughs) soaking wet. I mean, they're going to compare him with Bryce Young. (laughs) too
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. So, I, unfortunately, and it, this could come back to bite me in the ass, but he's going to be a fade for me just because of all those surrounding question marks. Um, and there's a guy like Homa who is hot, really, really hot, but he is, doesn't have the Augusta form.
0: And, and two things with home, well, a couple things with home. One, lack of major experience, lack of Augusta experience, where experience matters. Mm-hmm. and what state does Max Holman perform best in
1: and you would, you could almost argue what does is the only state he perform performs well in, and it's California right
0: um what, I'm like uh, I don't think the Masters is in uh Augusta California right
1: <laughs> no no it is not
0: maybe maybe the US Open in LA but that'll be a story that'll be another video down the line yeah yeah so Matt what are your favorite bets for the Masters?
1: So I got three. Um, I know the first one. I think you like as well. I think John Rahm uh, is the guy up, the guy to beat it at the top. I uh, I think talked about today is the 40th anniversary of Seve Seve's last win at the Masters. Um, uh, or you know, I think that there's a Spaniard connection that we've seen do so well here at Augusta, Sergio um, Olafabel, and and Seve, and so I, I think he's the type of guy who's going to win two, three, four Green Jackets at some point. I could definitely see that happening. I think he gets his first one this year. He's a little bit under the radar. Who would have ever thought after Riviera that he would be coming into the Masters under the radar?
0: I would I, be honest. After he won Riviera, I'm like, he's going to be plus 500. And now he's plus 850, right? Plus
1: nine. Eight. nine I, I saw a nine today.
0: I saw a nine yesterday, and I'm like, dang.
1: Yeah. I and, think he wins,
0: and and Rahm's second plus. I read read your article. Rom's like first or second, and shock gain around Augusta.
1: Yep, he's second to Justin Johnson.
0: So, who are your uh, other bets?
1: My second one is gonna be Patrick Cantley, twenty two to one. Uh, I I am concerned about his lack of success in majors, but his last two, he was fourteenth at the U.S. Open, and then he was eighth at the Open. And so he's been getting better in majors. I think he's probably the fourth best player in the world, if you ask me right now. Uh, he's a good bent grass putter. He's a good short game. He was in the mix a little bit here when Tiger won in 2019. I think he had a hit a lead briefly. Uh, he played he had played 13 and the other guys hadn't hadn't played it yet. He was kind of going low on that Sunday. Um, he's a guy who I think can go in there and w- a lot of a lot of the Masters winners are first time major winners. I think maybe five, five, five or six of the last seven or something. Uh so I think he's he's a guy who can do it.
0: And then uh who is the uh, third guy on your betting card?
1: The third guy's a long shot, and he is a live guy, and I just saw him move to 90 to 1 on DraftKings. Um, and that is Patrick Reed.
0: Hmm. So you're thinking so I know what you're thinking of, Patrick Reed. If this turns into a crap ball fest, Patrick Reed can get it up and down from everywhere. He can get it around the green, and we know for one weekend, Patrick Reed's putter can bomb sixty footers like like he did against like he did in twenty eighteen.
1: Yep, that's that's one reason, and another big reason is I think he is the type of guy who is going to win when he is hated, when he's uh, the bad guy. Live is too easy of an environment. There's music going on. Everyone there is buddies with each other. No one's giving him shit. Then you saw what he did in the Dubai Desert Classic. He comes in there. That's when he has the in- incident where he throws the tee at Rory. There's a huge media story about it. Everyone's pissed off. Uh, it's all in the headlines. He's not even in good form. And what does he do? He charges up the leaderboard and chases down Rory. Rory has to make a 16-footer on 18 to beat him. Um, and if not, he would have been in the playoff. And I And that's because he got that negative attention that I think is what fuels him. And I think this week... There's the, all that negative headlines about the live players. Nobody wants them there. Nobody likes Reed. I think, and now you couple that with the fact that he's actually playing well on live. He was fourth last week. He shot um, three rounds of 60, 68, 68, 68, finished at minus 12 for solo fourth place. You get the form mixed with the motivation. Uh, I saw a picture of him. He was practicing by himself, decked out in live golf gear by himself, only player practicing by himself today. I think he just is on a mission to, to prove a point. And at 90-something to one, he's a guy who's, if he's in the mix, I think he can win. So I love taking the shot on him.
0: Uh, I do like the Aram idea. Whether you got him 850, 900, I think Aram is probably the best bet up top. Uh, we mentioned, we've we talked a lot about Cam Smith. There's another Cam you forgot. How about Cam Young? Thirty at uh, I think he's 35 to one. Yeah, I think
1: his odds have kind of gotten a little over the top for me. I don't. I want to say nobody, or at least twelve of the their last thirteen or whatever. Most people don't miss the cut at the Masters and then win it the next year. Um, he missed the cut last year at the Masters. Uh, I can't see him missing the cut and winning. He doesn't have the Augusta form. Doesn't have the Augusta experience. I like him a lot at the PGA. We talked about it in New York, where established his professional where he grew up. Um, I just don't think this is the one.
0: And uh, if you want a long shot, how about si who Kim? 90 the one. Again, yeah. look at him stat-wise. He's been really good at Augusta. And agents do really well. I mean, Matt Hideki won two years ago. Uh
1: Sunday's he, great here.
0: Sunday's great here. Of course, Sunday's going to be 20-something percent. Oh, again. Yeah.
1: Wasn't KJ Choi always in the mix around here? i uh, uh, But yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I think he's a, he's a good long shot.
0: Okay. Uh, quickly in the, uh, on DraftKings, who do you think will be the chalkiest guy this week?
1: And before I forget, I do have a trivia question for you, but, um, so the chalkiest guy I got, I think both Rory and Scheffler are going to be above 25% owned. Um, which you know it makes it tough, and I think that makes Ram an even better, more attractive play. Phenol is going to approach twenty percent. Sungjae is going to be in the twenty-one, twenty-two percent range. Um, those are the guys who I think are are going to be the highest on those four.
0: I think I think Speed's going to be in the twenties too.
1: Yeah, I think Speed. I was looking at like 18 percent, but you can probably give him a bump for the casual guys who who don't play very much. So that, there's the top five right there.
0: Especially if it's going to be a mud ball weekend. Oh yeah
1: he he likes his uh he likes that type of type type of uh, test.
0: I'm sure Ricky Fowler would do well here.
1: <laughs> I wish he got in. I, I you know what's funny I had a bet on him at uh, eighty five to one, and I put it on like a couple months ago and I didn't even realize that he wasn't going to be in the field at the time. And lucky enough, DraftKings refunded my my uh the bet that I did, so I was happy about that.
0: <laughs> okay, Matt. So you know I'm the trivia savant, so I asked for a for a difficult trivia question. What do you have up your sleeve for me?
1: I hope it is difficult enough. Um there's been one player to shoot four rounds in the 60s at Augusta National in a tournament. Uh who is it and when
0: was it? Hmm. How far back do I go?
1: Um, Within the last five years.
0: Uh, I'll
1: give you a second hint. He didn't was win. It, was
0: it Sun J.M. in 2020? It was not. Wait, what was the uh, other hint? Did he win or did he not win? He did not win. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. Has he won a major? Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, hmm. So he didn't win. To... Oh, boy. You're
1: oh. going to kick yourself. Yeah. He won a recent major. He didn't win. We've talked about him a lot today.
0: Was it DJ?
1: Nope. Hmm.
0: Cameron Smith? Yes. Last last year?
1: Nope, it was two years ago when um when Didekti won. It was, no, it was it was when uh yeah, 2021 had uh he was like four or five shots back, but he shot like 69, 69, 68, 68 or something.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to have a Cam Smith trivia question for me. I yeah. shouldn't have expected it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I and you said he's won a re- major recently. He won a, he won the most recent major.
0: Well, you would know why because you would know why because you bet him, Andrew. What was his number?
1: Yeah, twenty-eight to one. I got the picture right here
0: from that <laughs> up and down on uh
1: on that uh on seventeen.
0: Hey, I, hey, I like the Will my, I like the Will Zalipolis picture in the background too. That one, that one's actually JT
1: at the players. I had the, oh, I had that you. I had that um. I'll I'll give you a better look at it. Those are the players on 17 when he made the uh, comeback or uh, five footer for par. I don't know why I had it custom painted. I was just so excited when he won. I I had a huge bet on him too. So those are my last two uh, favorite big bets.
0: All right, Matt. So ultimately who is going to be wearing the green jacket on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whenever this tournament is over.
1: I pray it's Sunday and I'm going to go with, uh, I like I like all three of those guys, but I think the best play is John Rom.
0: Apparently, everybody is in agreement because Tom picked him last night. You're picking him, and I'm picking him. So that means either one thing: John Rom's either winning the tournament or he's missing the cup.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Let's hope it's uh, the former.
0: I mean, it's weird because last year Tom and I both picked Justin Thomas to win the PGA, and now everybody's picking him to now everybody's picking rom to win the masters i mean eventually rom's gonna win more than one major right i mean the guy's been too consistent everywhere like he's second third second third in like every major
1: and and i picked jt to win the um bga too so the last time all three of us agreed they won now let's do it again
0: i would be i would be okay with that and and uh you imagine, I mean, best thing if you're a PGA tour fan would be somebody would either be like Roy Rom winning. The worst case scenario is Spieth. somebody like, oh just Jordan, Spieth obviously. The worst case scenario is like Dustin Johnson or Brooks winning, right?
1: Yes, or or Reed probably actually.
0: Oh well, Reed's already got a green jacket, so you imagine champions dinner next year and Patrick Reed is going to piss off everybody.
1: Oh, how, how would a Reed versus Rory play off? That's what I'm hoping. I'm I'm gonna do a DraftKings lineup with Reed and Rory because I, I think they correlate with each other.
0: <laughs> they won't correlate in terms of of speaking terms.
1: No, they will not. I think Reed would love to be on speaking terms, but Rory doesn't have the time of day for him.
0: And Roy, yeah, Roy's probably Roy's trying to break in the Reed's closet for his green jacket.
1: That's the only way he's gonna get one.
0: I'd love Bianca maybe a size too small for him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, Matt. So thanks for hopping on. Hopefully, uh, John Rom makes us all happy this weekend.
1: Let's do it, Dylan. And if that happens, I got to start coming for every single turn. We'll we're gonna do it for the friggin' Byron Nelson Classic. Doesn't matter as long as it gets me winners.
0: Oh, uh, Heritage next week.
1: That's gonna be a great one too. I love Harbortown elevated event. That's gonna be great.